podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. everyone, it's April 13, 2021, and you're watching me, Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader for the Awesome 10X Global Market Update. Okay, so let's begin. Um, today, we're going to say that um, the bigger news, the biggest news is actually NVIDIA. Uh, NVIDIA is breaking out of $600, something that we, have, we haven't seen for the last uh, six months. And the catalyst here is, of course... Um, NVIDIA is uh, sharing, I'm going to share the exact news. Uh, there's actually a conference call tonight. Jensen Huang's going to discuss um, NVIDIA-related news. It has nothing to do with uh, cryptocurrency mining. It has to do with the fact that they are waiting for the ARMS deal. They're going to unveil the ARMS server CPU. And uh, they're going to make central processing units and they're going to go after Intel. So tonight is the investor day, AI computing leadership from NVIDIA. So we will actually try to watch out for this analyst day. Um, it's going to happen tonight. So some people are already sharing. So I'm going to read a few things that will happen. All right. So Jim Kramer uh, recommended shares of buying NVIDIA shares and True enough, if you, look, if you look at the chart of NVIDIA, this is an automatic breakout buy. So for a while now, I've been thinking, hey, is NVIDIA going to break out? I think that tonight, it is the catalyst. Uh, and what are the catalysts for the announcements of NVIDIA? Let's try, just, let's try to understand. So this is the 2021 keynote of NVIDIA. You want to actually watch it uh, if you have time. Let's try to understand a few things, maybe the highlights. Um, on this uh, keynote address of Jensen Huang, the CEO of NVIDIA. It's two hours, so let's just uh, try to see the important ones. So there's a lot uh, of discussion. They, they discussed about AI, computing. A lot of people are, of course, uh, news for... Uh, it's, uh, it's two hours, and I think that everyone wants to listen to this, uh, to, to why everything that you would appreciate in the next 10 years, the heart of it is actually NVIDIA, the heart and brain. So let's watch straight from Jensen Huang. Okay. Mm.
blending art and technology. To immerse our senses. I am a healer. Helping us take the next step. Omniverse, 
like design collaboration, simulation, and future robotic factories. The second stack is DGX and high-performance data centers. I'll feature Bluefield, new DGXs, new chips, and the new work we're doing in AI, drug discovery, and quantum computing. Here I'll also talk about ARM and new ARM partnerships. The third stack is one of our most important new platforms, NVIDIA EGX with Arial 5G. Now enterprises and industries can do AI and deploy AI on 5G. We'll talk about NVIDIA AI and pre-trained models like Jarvis Conversational AI. And finally, our work with the auto industry to revolutionize the future of transportation, NVIDIA Drive. We'll talk about new chips, new platforms and software, and lots of new customers. Let's get started. Scientists, researchers, developers, and creators. Okay, I had to stop you right there, but I just wanted everyone here who's new to actually check out my NVIDIA Trillion Dollar Opportunity. Uh, this is actually um, inside Awesome 10X. I gave it as a free class. Uh, this is it. It's NVIDIA Trillion Dollar Company. I discussed why even at $500 then, that NVIDIA was representing a move to at least $1,500. Right now, NVIDIA is trading at $600. And in the short term, I do think NVIDIA goes $700. And in the long term, I don't change my view. It is a $1,500 company. It's a trillion-dollar company. Uh, there are uh, it, it, it could even span bigger than a trillion dollars. And I think that for everyone here who's an Awesome 10X member or a not a member, do check out this important uh, keynote straight from NVIDIA's website. Um, it's very important that the stock is also confirming what we felt that it was. I agree with what he is saying. Stock is going to be the cheapest stock in terms of semiconductors and chip makers. Uh, it's a mistake for investors to even call NVIDIA overvalued, not when you understand the growth trajectory of this company. NVIDIA right now is trading at $377 billion, going up to $608. The shares, um, we should be lucky, guys, that Jensen Huang is sharing to us the future, artificial intelligence, and everything that we do. Deep learning, not just in the computers to understand drug discovery, art and technology intertwined for gaming metaverse it's really literally every industry um gaming data centers um chatbots self-driving cars you want to understand how microsoft and nvidia i like this one how microsoft and nvidia work hand in hand even google how they work hand in hand so um and how nvidia and qualcomm are all designed together NVIDIA's uh, and Qualcomm Snapdragon. Snapdragon is really also a wonderful uh, semiconductor. So it actually tells me that people who are telling me that Nikki is the market um, bearish, should we actually liquidate? It's very wrong. I think like um, what you should be seeing is that even if I couldn't predict what's going to happen day in, day out, my answer is that if you've got a company that you know or have determined from your studies that's gonna be the heart actually of uh, the entire future the entire secular trends may it be 5g telematics infotainment cloud center uh cloud computing data centers gaming metaverse self-driving cars you have to ensure to yourself that you own it 
So Qualcomm is also a very important company when it comes to the semiconductor space. And what you're seeing is that whenever people ask me, Nikki, what, what are your semiconductor ideas? I always tell them NVIDIA and Qualcomm. I, I really believe that those two are the most powerful semiconductors. But that said, given how big this entire spectrum of winners are, does it mean that Silinks isn't a buy? Actually, that's not true. I like Silinks as well for the 5G formats. So Silinks here about $124. The drops last night, um, to be honest, even at $105 and $80, that was a great opportunity. But so I know that money is limited for everyone. So if I had to choose, of course, which company, I'd always go for NVIDIA. Um, always. But it also tells you that um, from a technical standpoint, let me share to you what, um, what people are so afraid of. I'll read to you a few numbers here. So there's this news that a large chunk of the retail investing crowd started during the pandemic. And most of these, they're saying, are rise of retail um, are not trained to actually think in the long term. And their actually appetite their appetite for short-term profits is actually very huge such that these people could cause a market crash. That's what, um, that's what some, some pundits are saying, that these people are over-leveraged, there's about 50% margin. And to be honest, these Americans, or not just Americans, but the entire foreign, foreign public, you have to understand that the unprecedented market volatility gave an investing opportunity to these people. Example, I'm at home and I have time and I want to work and I don't have work. Let's say I don't have a job. What, what, what am I going to do? Of course, I want to have an additional source of income. And so I think that the people who are generally investing to these types of companies, especially the companies that they like, given that huge buying opportunity in 2020, are really um, in it to be there for the long term. I'd say that some might actually favor short-term gains. But there's also a slew of investors. You call them a new generation of Reddit-fueled investors or even the GameStop meme stock players or even the DDTG Republic, the David Dave Trader uh, Global, uh, Trading Global, those traders. I think that what happened is that this is a bullish reason to be confident that there's a huge, um, there's a huge pie who loves stocks. That's actually a bullish thing. And um, you actually want to see participation, not simply by hedge funds, but by all the, everyone. Like, do you want only the, the, the huge funds to be the owners of your artificial intelligence leaders? And I think what happened in 2020 and what's translating to 2021 is that with the abundance of liquidity, these SPACs is actually a good thing. Special purpose acquisition companies allowed pre-revenue companies to get money and that allowed people who wanted to invest in Luminar Technologies, in Auster, in Innovis Technologies, all the LIDAR firms that are helping handle the self-driving revolution. It's their money. It's their own risk. And, and these SPACs, we're talking about $500 billion being raised in 2020 and 2021. That is actually a significant sum. But it's also a sum that means that we aren't just inflating the economy, we are creating jobs. Because every time you allow a $1 billion company to get listed out there, that $1 billion is, is allowing them to construct 
battery recycling companies construct a storage firm for a for a for a solar firm raising money for sustainable energy deploying 1 trillion dollars towards charging stations is a great thing we are saving the world by investing in indoor farms for food security purposes so i think like whether it's a 100 million dollar ipo or it's 1 billion dollars to provide money to the companies like grab to provide companies money and listing airbnbs of the world e-commerce these resilient companies like your shopee your alibabas well it's listed already so they just went up that's a good thing um giving fintech firms like companies like pioneer which is ftalk paysafe which is bft um companies that are allowing people to do online sports betting and encouraging tax revenues from it that's a wonderful thing so i think when people discuss about the market bubble the market printing money and inflation what they don't understand is if you print money for the sole reason of printing money that causes inflation but if you print money and allocate that money towards companies that are innovating the future creating jobs creating wealth which is really what the economy should be doing that will actually get us out of our depression quagmire it actually helps people not just generate income for their families but actually make the world a better place so do i agree with all these biodegradable plastics the answer is yes cleaning our oceans is our priority because we have to Nestle and Danwan are kinds of origin materials. And I think like AACQ doing a SPAC with them is a wonderful thing. So um, to be honest, when the markets are creating these opportunities, retail investors, hedge funds, and VCs, and everyone who's investing in the markets are doing the right thing. And I'd like to share a few things to people about how the biggest uh, investor in the world actually looks at stocks. This is how Warren Buffett looks at stocks, and I teach this to people. You want to look to buy into businesses instead of simply looking at them as stocks. The difference is subtle but enormously important, and that's true. That's how I made money when I, when I look at stocks as a business. If you're looking to buy stocks, you don't have commitment on it. It's just transaction. I bought a cup of coffee. It's a transaction. I'm not owning Starbucks. It's just equivalent to what? A one-night stand. But when you're looking at investing in a company, you want to be an owner because you are. When you, when you hear about NVIDIA, I am AI, you want to dig deep into it. Hey, how does NVIDIA play into artificial intelligence as a secular trend? I want to align myself with a business that I can see a future with because I strongly believe in that business prospect and I believe in the secular trend. And this is what Buffett said. If you couldn't even be willing to invest in it for a decade, don't even own it for 10 minutes. You focus on high quality. Printing money is printing money. But if you're printing money and putting that cash into high-quality assets, you will be saved from inflation. Not just about beauty. Not just about, well, it's got a great sexy price performance today, and I think it's going to be a great sexy performance in the next 10 years. That is just one criteria. Price performance is a variable that I do use, but it's not the only criteria. You want to bet in a reason like this. Think about it. You're looking for a life partner. Um, the divorce rate in a country is about 
you don't go into marriage thinking that, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just be part of that 50% statistic that will do divorce. This is the difference between traders and investors. Traders often preach that, oh, the biggest trait for me to win is to actually be a great cut losser, meaning I'm good at cutting losses. That's actually not a great recipe, by the way, for an investor. Because an investor who frequently sells and frequently cuts a loss means that he is always choosing mistakes. He's not a good investor if he always chooses mistakes. Because a good investor is somebody who is infrequently selling. Because if he is convinced of the long-term value, he just continues to buy, not about the hot industry, but where the trends are getting into alignment in the next 5 to 10 years. If, if that answer was NVIDIA in the last July 2020, even in 2017 or 2018, 2019, 2020, you don't change your views just because, oh, it's $600, I'm changing my view. No, you don't. The question that you ask yourself is, at 600, where is it going to go? If it goes to 500, should I buy more? If it goes to 900, what should I do? Where is it going? That should be your question. So, you only buy a company as an investor because with careful analysis and thought, you want to buy that business to own it for life, technically speaking. And usually, if you start out with that thing, if you start out with the assumption that you can only buy and never sell, because that's a criteria that my dad had for me. When my dad told me, Nikki, you're supposed to just buy and never sell, I had to think hard. I had to think hard, even if it was just a 100,000 or it, it doesn't matter about the amount. If you are looking to marry somebody, it's very different. Um, it's kind of like, this is the reason why I always use analogy with marriage and one-night stands and girlfriends. Because um, when you're a trader, the only thing that you're thinking about is not getting the girl pregnant. I can just court everyone. And as long as I can cut my loss, I'm done. I'm not getting her pregnant, so what? I can just cruise and play around. Whereas... Okay, I see a lot of girls. Let's assume I'm a guy. I see a lot of women, very beautiful, but I'm not intending to really marry them. I just want to have a one-night stand. If I start off with the thinking that I have a one-night stand, look what's going to happen. My criteria filter will be very low. Because um, technically, if, I, if I'm just going to spend the night with them, it's not... It's not going to take a lot of time for me because it's just a one-night stand. But if I had only one chance to be with one person, I'm going to have to think further, hey, what if this guy is crazy? What if this girl is crazy? I'll have to think with usually, with, with more variables rather than just one night. So that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm not saying that divorce is not allowed with your companies, but frequent divorce actually tells me that you are... Um, you're not choosing the criteria for a good marriage partner. Nothing wrong about divorce. I have no problem with that. That's the beauty in businesses, Be uh, in stocks, because I could divorce you whether I want to divorce you tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. But me, because I've tried to do business, and one of the easiest ways to really make money while sleeping is finding great businesses and looking at stocks as a business.
And then, deploying more, averaging it up over time, and then really selecting a diverse set of businesses that you can just make money while sleeping in. That's really how I do it. So I don't look at all of my stocks as if they're just a stock. So since this is like open, open to you anyway, I'll show you what I'm doing. So example, inside eToro, I've got 25 stocks. I've got Alibaba, Baidu, C-Limited, Spotify, Neo, Palantir, which is, this is a crypto. Palantir, Agora, right? Zoom, Teladoc, Beyond Meat, Fastly. I don't care if Beyond Meat goes $125 tonight. I don't care if Fastly goes $60. I chose it because I felt that, okay, even if it went to $60, will it go to $90 or $85 or $100 at some point in time? So meaning when I buy a company, I know, I acknowledge already that, okay, my system is not going to be perfect. There will be drops here and there. Um, I could not prevent my system to always have a perfect 10 out of 10 or 25 over 25. But my idea is that if I choose these 25 companies or 30 companies, five of them will probably go 100x. Or uh, Sorry, not 100x, maybe 10x, five of them over time. Maybe 10 will be 1x or 50%. And then I'd even lose 50% on maybe five of them. And then the other five break even, maybe up five, up 10%, nothing like that. But if you assume that in 25 companies, even if only 5 companies do a 10x for you, that 5 companies are more than enough to obliterate all your mistakes. Meaning, it's really, um, it's how venture capitalist system also does. They can have 10 companies, even if one company were the only 10x, the other 9 were just duds. They're, they still got their money back. So that's, so in my view, I assess a company based on the risk-reward of that company as a business. And that's how I would say uh, most awesome 10x investors should be behaving in their portfolio. So I think like just spend your day-to-day -day watching the NVIDIA GTC keynote, understand the NVIDIA analyst highlights, the impacts, and um, what's going to happen to NVIDIA versus Intel and AMD. But the market already answered it for you. The market already answered that Intel and AMD are gonna lose, NVIDIA is gonna win, and that's what's important. And do you have a winner in your portfolio? And if you don't, your assumption should be have more winners in your portfolio. That's it. Thank you very much. Read more about NVIDIA tonight.